Okay. Uh, hello, hello. This is Elena D'Angelo. Uh, talking today, uh, continuing on a, a small tangentary, tributary sort of situation here uh, from my uh, my more important uh, exploration of the roaring practice, which I have uh, I had some sort of a, a intellectual wall on for the moment. I am researching, and I will come back to that with a renewed uh, uh, something. Energies, perhaps, or stra- or uh, but knowledge or whatever. I don't fucking know. Anyway, here's the thing. A lot's been on my mind. I spent the past two weeks in a haze of hot, hot, hard work. Here's the deal. I am, uh, I have, at this point, as of... Uh, as of Monday last, no, Monday this, I have applied uh, to a graduate school program. Applied. Hit the button on that and paid the fees and all that junk. It's really hard to consider that. It was really hard to take the plunge on that decision uh, for me. Uh, in fact, if I'm being completely open and honest... I've spent uh, a good uh, 15 years uh, considering uh, taking the plunge on that. And that's a long time. At my age, that's a long time. 15 years from now, I will have been, I'll be way too old to do anything. And when I think on that, I guess that's been one of the, uh, the motivations for me to, to pull the trigger here. To mix all the metaphors as I as I am want to do. Uh, letting fifteen years go by with an unanswered question. Uh, reaching an age where, if you add fifteen years to the current age, uh, you'll be at retirement age. Uh, over definitely over the hill. I'm already over the hill, but on the way down that other side of the hill there. Uh, what's at the bottom of that hill? I, I don't know. Some sort of lake where we all, where we all go? Puppy Lake, as they say? Where we all go? I don't know. It ain't good down there. I don't like the look of it. It's a little bit shady. Uh, that, that water is not crisp and crystal clear. That's not reflecting a blue sky. It's stormy. There are like craggy trees and rocks all around it. And it's a murky water with occasional uh, 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 bubbles that are that are uh, suspect in here. I don't know if I like the look of that at all. But I'm on my way down the hill into that that lake. Take to, about to take the plunge. Uh, divergent. Uh, here's the deal. I, I if you tack 15 years on in my life. I can't, I won't be able to consider making big decisions like this ever again. So I had to really contemplate, what does that mean? What does graduate school mean to me? Uh, my, my main fear was that I was once again trying to escape into the open arms of education. And I love academia so much. I just wanted to be embraced by mother academia again. Uh, but honestly, I have been pursuing a, a career change that would benefit greatly from a master's degree. That's part of it. The other part of it is I need a, uh, 
I need a shift. I need a paradigm shift. And I can't think of a better way to do that and uh, add the benefit of a, of a career change than, a, than another stint in a joint, as they say. And it really is. It's like signing up for whatever, for the Peace Corps. You're like, well, I guess that's it, everybody. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to do good. But I, I won't see you for a while. And when I come back, I may be emaciated and have a, a bacterial infections and in, in, in parasitic organisms in my brain. But in the meantime, uh, write letters and send food. Do something, please. That's how it feels. I'm, I, I'm signing up once again for a stint in a joint. It's, it's three years tops. Well, no, I'm sorry. Three years minimum, and that's tough. How am I going to afford it? I don't know. Those are the questions that kept me uh, on, the, on the fence for all this time. How am I going to afford it? How am I going to pay back if I do figure out how to afford it? How am I going to uh, get a, another job after three years out of, the, out of the, the workforce? Because I have noticed that the more time you spend out of the workforce, as time goes on and the older you get, the more and more irrelevant you'll become. And unemployable you become. Side, side tributary. I had a job interview with a very young company a few years back. A uh, company that manufactures something I barely understood. Uh, it had a lot to do with GoPro or whatnot. You know, those cameras that, that douchebags put on their face so that they can do stupid things. It had a lot to do with that. Okay. I don't understand that culture. I couldn't pretend that I did. But I had this interview set up by a headhunter that, that uh, uh, I told the headhunter, I don't know anything about this shit. And he's like, ah, you're perfectly qualified. By the way, nobody less qualified to be picking out uh, potential applicants for your company than a headhunter. They don't have a clue what you do. Even when you sit and explain it to them, they're like, sure, that sounds like this job posting I have over here. No, it don't sound like that at all. I'm not. This isn't what I do. Ah, it'll be fine. Just go on the interview. So I did. I went on the interview. I sat down. I realized these two kids is 20-whatever years old. And they, they're looking at me. And I'm telling them about what I've done in the past and whatever. And they're like, that, that is foreign language to us. You mean there was a time before YouTube? Yes. You mean there was a time before uh, Netflix was online? Yes. Uh, these sorts of things. Whatever. Long story longer. I didn't get that job. And it had a lot to do with my skill set being aged. And a lot more to do with my culture. Cultural relevance being aged. And that's something I I talked about a while back. Uh, that, that, that sort of a, the analogy of a, of a swirling uh, whirlpool that goes into a vortex. And, and you sort of... In your 20s, you're like way far away from that swirling void. And the older you get, the more you get closer to that middle part where you get sucked in. And that vortex represents irrelevance. And we're all sort of slowly drifting around the periphery of irrelevance. And, and, and eventually you fall in. Anyway, that my, my point is it's taking a long stint in the joint is going to definitely uh, contribute to that. Now, hopefully it'll be offset by all the things I will 
be exposed to in a program if I if I get in. And I'm talking, of course, like I'm going to get in. And there's ain't no guarantee of that. I only had one place I wanted to apply, and it has a lot to do with finances and location. So, honestly, I should go back home and apply to programs there, but I don't have time to spend a year in residency and, and pick up my whole life. And, and honestly, while I'm waiting, I'm earning money and et cetera, et cetera. And it's very complicated. The situation is complicated and it has a lot to do with employment and, and uh, living situations and uh, being what they are. It's very difficult to pick up and start over. It's not impossible, especially if you go somewhere cheap. But having lived in certain places all over the country, I've realized it's not it's it's not easy to, to sort of have the same take your expectations from point A to point D and then just start over. You gotta you gotta shift the whole the whole thing changes. All the expectations have to change, all your activities change, all your relationships change, everything changes. It's very complicated. Point being, this is the place I applied because this is the place I can uh, conceivably make work. Uh, should I be accepted into that program starting in, in fall of 2019, Mark, get that tattooed on my arm if I get in, uh, a lot is going to change. And I will have to consider that. And the thing is, the thing I hate about thinking, having this sort of hanging over me for the next, whatever, six months, seven months, eight months. What I hate about that is that it's quite possible I don't get in at all. And then all this preemptive nonsense is sort of wasted time and energy. When I, I don't know how else to spend the time. I just don't. I need a change. I need something to be different uh, for, 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 for reasons. Uh, I need things to be different. I gotta figure it out. I gotta chase this stuff around. Do something. The career path I want to enter into is a lot more open, I think, and, and, and uh, a lot more applicable to what I can bring to the, to the job than anything I've done as of yet. Maybe it's a desperate grasp, you know? That's, I think, one of the reasons that have prevented me from trying as a desperate grasp toward uh, at a at a some sort of solid uh, some life raft of meaning that I'm that been lacking in my life. But I thought about that, and then I thought, well, so fucking what? If it's a, if it's a desperate grasp, you could are you, when you're falling down, are you gonna are you gonna make a grab for something, anything, or are you just gonna let yourself fall? You know what I mean? That's how I feel about that. So desperate or not, embarrassing or not, uh, uh, forward I go. Into the void, as it were. Boy, challenging stuff this week. Challenging stuff. So applying for that graduate program, which I think was my whole point, had me uh, uh, at a point once again where I had to evaluate my work because I had to put together a portfolio of 20 pieces, which is a... It's a hell of a lot when you hate everything you've done. And uh, I had to write a big thing called a statement of purpose and then write a thing called an order statement. I've written order statements before, but I swear they were always bullshit. 
because that's what was expected, and I just, well, I was just going along with the program here. I know you want to hear this bullshit, so I will write it this way. An honest statement is a smoke and mirrors game where you uh, uh, create a lofty framework into which you plug certain specific details that are literal. Uh, the framework itself uh, is a structure that can barely support the literal facts that you're putting into it. And the rest of it is held together with, with string and, and scotch tape that is my analog, analogous to the, uh, the, uh, the hyperbole, the hyperbolic, metaphoric, symbolic, etc., etc., and ought speak, the spitting and, and bailing, uh, bailing wire. Does anybody even know what that is? Well, you do. This is why I didn't get that job. I used phrases like bailing wire. Look, when you're trying to make a pallet uh, where you put a bunch of things on a pallet and ship it off, you got to wrap it with something. And before plastic wrapped, it was wrapped with something called bailing wire. That's all. Uh, point being, I wrote an order statement this time that was a little more honest and open, uh, uh, using the colorful language, of course, that I am quite fond of. How, not, not the not the swears, but the you know the the, the poetic junk, uh, and also uh, uh, the the statement of purpose, which took me uh, uh, I don't know four or five days to write and edit and rewrite and edit and rewrite and edit. The statement of purpose I looked it up at a uh, hundred different examples and a bunch of articles where everyone's an expert on how to get into college. One of them was like how to get into Harvard, and I'm like I don't. I don't think you're right about this. But what do I know? I didn't go to Harvard. Anyway, I'm reading these articles, learning the, the, the ins and outs of this thing called a statement of purpose. I begin to understand that it's it's desperate and it's it's almost impossible because you're writing for a committee of people you haven't met. You don't really know what their expectations are. I mean, I know what the program's expectations are, but only surface level. I have no idea what they're thinking in their minds and, and how many other statements of purpose they're going to read this this uh, application um, well, in this application cycle. And I don't know how many other applicants are writing how many other things and what they're saying and how old they are and what they bring to the table and what kind of skills they're going to have and what, what they'll have in their portfolios, etc., etc. So the whole thing's very competitive. And as I've said a million and one times, the minute something becomes competitive, it's, it's sucked of its joy. So I can't even enjoy writing about myself and my interests or, or considering that stuff because, of course, in the back of my mind, there's a committee reading it already. That makes it very hard to write anything or design anything or, or draw anything. As soon as there's a, a committee or, a, or an individual on the other end, uh, expectations and whatnot involved, the whole thing becomes a torturous exercise, which it was. Torturous. In the end, what I wrote uh, is uh, is honest, and I I had to go with honest because I went back and forth on all kinds of other ideas. And in the end, I mean, honest is who can fault you for being honest? 
But it's no small, it's no consolation at all when you've been completely honest and given something you're 100% and it is rejected anyway. Because yes, honesty is the best policy in theory, but it don't feel good when you're honest and somebody goes, I don't care for you. You know what I mean? Your honesty, I, it's like I respect and appreciate your honesty. Uh, however, through the honesty, I've realized I don't like you at all. It's kind of like that. That's no consolation. You can't just say, well, at least I was honest. Especially not when you're courting. And, and make no mistake, looking for a job or going applying for anything at all that's in a competitive uh, 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 scenario is, is courting. And courting is, uh, is a strategic mix of lies and, and half-truths and uh, allow and manipulative ways of uh, 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 spinning, always spinning. It's politics, man, and politics is bullshit. So if you write the most honest uh, uh, statement of purpose in the world, which which maybe somebody has done. In fact, one of those articles actually recommended that, and they said because they'd read so many of them at that point that when they got to the one that was completely honest, uh, this was some sort of dean writing. Uh, when I got to the one that was honest, it was refreshing. I say yes to that, except what if everybody's honest? <laughs> then the refreshing one is the one that's like lofty ambitions and whatnot. I mean, some of the advice was terrible. It's like if you just want to move to if you just want to move to Pennsylvania, so the because you love the Dutch, well. That's not a great reason to go to college. It's not a reason to go to Penn State. It's a, it, well, it is a reason. It's not a good one. Uh, another one says mention people by name. Another one says don't mention people by name. This is very, it's exactly like when you're writing a resume, a cover letter, if anybody has ever experienced that, that joy. Uh, also competitive, also writing, also involves judgment of an invisible committee of unknowns. Very difficult. All, all the advice is contrary to each other because I think truthfully nobody knows because a committee on the other end is an invisible unknown. And then you never know. Everybody, I'll, I'll tell you this. Some people like to read romance novels and some people like... Uh, you know, uh, uh, 18th century English literature. It's not, you put those two people in a room, they're not going to appreciate the same letter. I'm sorry. And I'm not judging either one of them. I'm saying they're very different. They both have a very different approach to writing and interest. And, and their opinions will differ. And that may happen in a committee of any kind. I've seen it happen at work. Let me tell you about work. I've seen people reviewing candidates, and let me tell you this, that's what gives me a little bit of hope. Well, it's depressing, but it gives me at least some consolation, because I've seen the incompetence of the, uh, the higher-ups that are actually going through and selecting. Because if you asked all of the, uh, the people who actually do the work, who's the person you want to work with? They're going to pick the one uh, that has skills and is interesting. 
If you ask the higher-ups, they're going to look for something completely different and, and unrelated to anything practical. I've seen it before, and it may happen again. And uh, what, what am I talking about? Pondering the... Uh, there's, there's potential for disappointment here. I've really set myself up, and I, I really hate uh, situations where I set myself up for disappointment. Um, uh, having that point of view will get you, will uh, keep you from uh, trying. I can, I can uh, speak to that. So, uh, trying is good. <clears throat> Dealing with feelings is inevitable. Those are two uh, uh, statements that are uh, intertwined, forever intertwined, locked in battle. Okay. Well, that's all about that. Maybe I'm done with this topic. I applied for graduate school. Um, now the waiting. And the worry. And the saving. And the worry. Okay. Well, this is Lenny Angelo. Right. Okay, what do we do?